Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Singer and Kelly Fox. And welcome to Fearless Generations. This is Kelly Fox, and we are here talking 12 Steps to Freedom. Tonight we are talking Step 7, Surrender, and it is integration tonight. I'm so happy to have my co-host here with me. Terry's there. How are you doing tonight, Terry? Just fine. Awesome. Glad to hear it. So we also have our guest coach on tonight. We are happy to have her. She is so lovely to come on on the fourth week of the of the month with us every month, and so we are happy to have her back. Trish March, how are you doing tonight, Trish? I'm doing fantastic, and I'm so excited to be here with you guys tonight. We are excited to have you with us. So we are talking to Brinder. And we've been talking surrender uh, all month, right? But we haven't heard from Trish on it. So, Trish, why don't you start us off tonight on how you use surrender, um, how you have it support you, how it supports your clients. Uh, Well, surrender is a tricky thing for me. I lived my life in expectation so much uh, before I started uh, working with Fearless Living Institute. So, for me, surrender is really letting go of a lot of its expectations and uh, really allowing things to happen um, and with the intention that it'll be the, the best thing or, or something better, right? So I surrender into it with mm-hmm. the expectation that it will be, or not with the expectation, with the intention that, um, you know, something good will happen out of it. So... Yeah, um, for me, surrender is a really awesome tool, and it's an amazing thing to use with your clients or to work with with your clients, and to help them understand what surrender is all about, and uh, see and really witness how that works for them. Yeah. Sorry, we're having just a, a few technical issues with that. Yes, um, I think that. That is um, how I choose to see it now. How do you use it with your? How do you use it with supporting your clients? Um, I think you know, um, you know, expectations are kind of across the board. So for me, you know, surrendering and not having expectations, teaching or you know, working with the clients to help them understand what it looks like to let go and just you know, learn to accept how things are or learn how to embrace you know, what's happening in their life and surrender to it versus the, you know, the constant struggle of trying to control things and make things happen the way they would expect or the way they want them to, you know, surrender is all about letting go of that control and uh, learning to to be a little bit more detached and uh, mm-hmm. accept it. So, you know, I, when I work with them, you know, it's all about helping them change perspectives a little bit, right. To see, you know, what the possibilities are if they would surrender into it and not be in such struggle. So I do a lot of possibility work with clients when we're talking about situations where there is an opportunity to surrender. You know, we talk about, um, you know, using the four A's and really releasing into your feelings 
and allowing those to flow instead of holding so tight to your feelings, surrender to them, you know, and allow yourself to feel them and then allow yourself to process them and then, you know, accept them and, and make commitments about them and then act on those commitments. So I think the four A's is a great tool that I use in helping clients to surrender, you know, but it really, yeah, it really depends you. on what the situation is. <laughs> I mean, stress for yeah. I could be a great tool. You know, when things come up, you know, like, what are you afraid of? Like, what, what could be the possibilities and what could be the outcomes and what are you afraid of? And let's map those out and see, you know, where your biggest risks are. Um, you know, so there's lots of tools you can use to help, help clients surrender and just change their perspective just a little bit and, and maybe see things with a little bit more detachment or with a little bit more acceptance. Yeah, I love that you are talking about tools and bringing up tools. Um, um, so, yeah, I love I love the four A's. It's one that I uh, don't always um, I don't always you know think about. It's not the first one that comes to my mind. Um, but as we've been doing this show, it has started to come up more, and um, and it's an awesome tool. I think that we don't use it enough. Personally, um, I think that yep. it can really support you in a lot of different situations. I love that you brought up stress, risk, and die. That is a tool that I think of a lot. It's one of my favorites. And um, I know I, when you talked about expectations and detaching, that's, that's been a big part of our story here, and, and, and um, especially with, with Terry. Terry, why don't you share with us kind of the tools that you used as you um, learned how to detach from your expectations and how that supported you to go into surrender? Surrender. Well, for, I think one of the, the greatest tools for me or the step that we've already discussed in the past as we've been going through these 12 steps is being in the present moment. If we can be in the present moment and we can not be tied to our past and we're not tied to specific outcomes in the future, then, it's, then we can surrender to the present moment. I mean, it's, to me, that, that really helps me to stay focused on what my intention is for that day, for that moment, uh, what I'm committed to for that moment. And living in the present moment allows us to have our thoughts, our words, and our actions be in alignment with our intention. And the opposite of expectations is intention. So if we can be clear on our intention, and I think I've talked before that in my, in my gratitude journal, I write an intention for the day. I have the overall intention of uh, the foundational principles of fearless living, which is <clears throat> to practice compassion, honesty, and personal responsibility. And then I have a specific intention for that day, which I write in my gratitude journal. And that focuses me in the present uh, of that day. What, what is my commitment on Monday? What is my commitment Tuesday? with the overarching commitment of having compassion and honesty and personal responsibility in whatever I do. <laughs> and so that keeps me focused and grounded and aligned with my, my, person, my passion and purpose by just considering, am I living in the moment or am I having the past make decisions for me or am I looking to some specific outcome in the future? And if I'm doing that, then I'm not in the present moment. I'm, I'm not surrendering to living in the present and being open to possibilities. Mm-hmm. So that helps me a lot, and it's tied in with my gratitude journal, uh, which has been, you know, is one of my most uh, 
useful tools that I use have used consistently that keeps me focused in the present moment and keeps me in gratitude rather than complaining and keeps me from beating myself up because I'm writing acknowledgments. So that keeps me focused in the present moment, which allows me to surrender to whatever is, whatever is, is, and mm-hmm. I can surrender to that without yeah. being tied to some specific outcome or letting the past dictate my, you know, my choices. Absolutely. Yeah, I think with expectations, obviously the best tool is going to be intention um, to letting go of, of expectations. And Trish, when you talked about control, I think some of that is just is letting go of the illusion of control because we really don't have control over very many things. And so when I think surrender is kind of not necessarily, for me, it's not necessarily letting go of control of something, but accepting the fact that I don't have control over it to begin with um, and, and, and letting go of that, that need to act as if I do have control over it. So then I get all irritated when people aren't acting, um, you know, under my control, right? Because I don't have control over it. And, and um, I mean, one of the biggest things for me is, you know, how my house runs. You know, I feel like, well, I'm the mom and I'm in charge. And so my house is going to run this way. And all of the people living in my house, which are eight, are going to listen to me and they're going to do what I say. And I'm never going to have to repeat myself. Well, that's not going to ever happen. Right. So it's like, it's, you know, it's, it's having that expectation, right? Like letting go of that, letting go of that expectation that things are always going to run a certain way or people are always going to do what I ask them to do or, you know, whatever it may be. And accepting that we all have needs. We're all trying to get our needs met and how can we communicate with each other to help, you know, the house run in a somewhat, you know, um, nice fashion where people are nice to each other is what I mean. Like we're not screaming and yelling at each other, but we're being nice to each other and being considerate of the fact that there's eight different people trying to get their needs met at once. Right. Um, so, so yeah, I think for me, that's kind of, of letting go of that notion that I even have control um, and, and surrendering to that everybody's going to show up how they're going to show up. And the only thing that I have really that I have control over is how I show up. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of where I go with that. There is one tool that people use in fearless living that really helps people. And my, I've used it with my clients to help them understand, you know, what's within their control and what's not is to do that little chart where you have two different columns and you write down what's, what's in your control and what's, what's not in your control and then you write everything down so that you can you can get a visual and you can actually think through the things that are within your control and the things that are not. So it helps you understand, you know, that illusion of control or, or what you have control over and helps you surrender. There's the frustration and the control issues and the feelings that you have around the things that you can't control because people get all tied up in those feelings right? And that's a, that's one mm-hmm. great way to really help emphasize like, Hey, you know, you're spending all this time worrying or being upset or, you know, having all these feelings around, you know, and being triggered by all these, these things you can't control. Like, let's, let's look at the, the truth of this here and, uh, you know, 
get some acceptance and surrender, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny. I have just a quick little story. My my boss, um, she was. we were putting uh, together a list of things that we were going to work on this year, my whole team, and um, she kept putting in there every every other word was control. And I'm like, how about, like, manage or, <laughs> or something where we have, like, an active, you know. And then I said to her, I'm like, control mm-hmm. is an illusion. And she's like, control is not an illusion. She's like, you use the word control. And I said, well, you can manage things or you can try to manage things or you can manage yourself. I'm like, but, you know, there's not that many things in this world you can control. So we had, like, this big debate about it one day at work just last week. So it's just really funny how, you know, the language people use really plays into this too, right? She definitely did not want to surrender Uh that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so how timely how timely this discussion is so yeah yeah sometimes it's it's semantics too i mean people just you know they're not willing to give up words that that have meaning to them even if you know it's just yep. you know this is the way it is and that's what i believe and and sometimes it just takes a little bit of time for them to process that and to think about it and think yeah i guess that's true you know yeah <laughs> but again well, so many of those words in business are used yeah. so prevalent, yeah. prevalently, right? And it people well, don't realize. Well, yeah, education as well. Like I have a really hard time with teachers wanting to give up the word expectations because it's one of the things that, that you, you just say, well, if I have a high expe- expectations for children, they'll rise the expectation. And that's yeah. uh, just a know a real consistent thought in education and it's like well think about it this way and are you willing to look at it in a different way and and you know generally they'll come around to it but it's like that's really a hard one for teachers to give up yep Mm -hmm. it's the same with my company because we we, we're now going through our mid-year review process and everybody's going back against expectations of what you were supposed to be working on the first six months of the year and then what you're doing the next six months. I mean, it's it's challenging to try to take all that language out of my vocabulary when I'm doing my normal day job. You know, I even yep. find myself using some of the language like should, and I'm like, stop doing that. Uh-huh. What? It's, it's what? funny mm-hmm. how prevalent it comes up. Yeah, I'm like alarms are going off in my head, like, oh, my gosh, I use those words. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and I, I really have to think through how I can rephrase that and make it more freedom-based and make it more positive and, you know, it's very interesting. Um, you know, and I could really just surrender to what's happening at work, but I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah. not, you know, I, want to I want to live in freedom. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's with any kind of group. There's going to be, you know, words like that, like with parents, you know, and the children, um, you know, p- child parent relationship. There's going to be things that come up. There, there are things that come up for me all the time. Um, you know, and I think that it's, it's good because then you're, you're constantly in that process of shifting your thinking and shifting your own vocabulary, but you're also supporting all of those people that you're, um, you know, that you're communicating with, you're helping them to shift their vocabulary too. So, you know, you know, like the conversation you have with your boss, now she might, I don't know if she will today, but she might, (laughs) you know, down the road be able to shift you know, you know, away from that word of control to the word manage, you know, or you might be able to shift from expectations to commitments, you know, and and different things like that. 
And um, I, I think it's a good opportunity for us, you know. I mean, I don't have lots of conversations um, with my kids, so a lot of yes and a lot of no. But, um, but as, you know, with the older ones and they try to negotiate things, then we do get into conversations. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, it's really good to be able to um, have those opportunities to practice shifting our, vo- our vocabulary and shifting our, um, the way that we are looking at things. Yep, I think that's a great point. Yeah, it's just practice, right? Yep, yep. More practice. And it's awareness. It's all these things that we've covered every week since we started here, you know, and, and really now's the time to to surrender that and to surrender into who you are and to, you know, letting go of those expectations and control. I think that's a it's, a, it's such a nice process to go through these steps of change. <laughs> It is. It is. Every month That's is why I love this podcast because it keeps me in it. Every every month is a little reminder, like, hey, you know, surrender. Let's just keep surrendering. You know, this is that's an important concept with all the energy work and the healing that I do too. Like, you know, I'm I'm just surrendering to the energy. Like, I'm not making it happen. I'm not forcing it to happen. It's all about just releasing and letting go and letting, you know, the energy come through you or the intuition come through you. So that you can um, be the best connected and the you know and have the energy flow the most. So it's really just surrendering into the process. Uh, so you know, I mean, it's that that's been a great experience for me over time. I mean, it didn't just start when I was uh, working with Fearless Living, but it started earlier in '91 when I first started taking classes uh, with energy work. Is you know slowly but surely learning how to surrender into the process and surrender to what is happening in your life, and you know just letting things happen and you know my big thing with the energy work is you know kind of being detached and watching things happen as a movie so that you can be the observer and be um more positive about it and be in your own awareness and your own sense of self when you're in a situation so you don't get all wrapped up in your feelings or you know the drama that's happening all around you so that's definitely been surrender's been a big concept for me, you know, since you know for ni- since 1991. So it's been you know quite a long time um, that I've been working through this process and working with this word and working with this the the change in myself, you know, just working to transform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think like with the with the the training that I have in um, emotional freedom technique or tapping. Um, it's, it's about surrendering that trap energy too, letting it go, um, and, and releasing it. And with the, with the stuff that I've done, like I've, with the energy, I've also released, uh, stories that I, I've told myself and, um, you know, all of this pent up emotion that I had towards different things that happened in my childhood. So, I mean, surrender can go to, to, um, so many different levels, right? If we're surrendering, um, you know, limiting beliefs, we're surrendering uh, trapped energy, we're surrendering, um, you know, different kinds of surrendering to the energy, like you were saying. Um, there's lots of different ways that we can take it. And I think that that's one of the things that's really cool about the fact that we repeat these steps every year is because we can always take them to another level. 
We, you know, the next time we come around to surrender, we're going to have different skills. We're going to have different mindsets. We're going to have, we're going to, you know, have expanded our view and we're going to come to surrender from a different point of view, from a different place in our lives. And surrender can take us deeper. Um, And um, so that's what I love that there's always another level underneath. Yeah, I think that's amazing. And the fact that your awareness continues to grow, too. So I'm sure that the discussion that we had last year about surrender was totally different than the discussion we're having this year, right? And it's, you know, not only yeah. for the skills and practice that we had, but just that my awareness is much greater than it was. My intuition is much different than it was, much more developed. So, you know, um, we just keep constantly evolving and, and bringing, bringing your audience with us. So that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and our audience can actually go back and listen to the last four years of surrender um, and get, you know, if you want to hear how we have changed in the last five years of doing this um, because all our shows are available. Um, But, and it would actually be interesting to go back and listen to past shows. We actually, um, we played two years, two, uh, two weeks ago, we actually um, put up a year old, um, uh, session or not session, but call um, because uh, Terry was sick and um, I was involved, and so we weren't able to do our show two weeks ago, and so we put up last year's. And I think it's, I think that um, it's you know the the information is still relevant, but it's it's interesting to to go to go back and to hear what were we talking about then and what are we talking about now, and it's never the same. I mean, it's same in the sense of it's surrender, but we're different. So it's, you know, it's definitely um, interesting. Yes, it is. So, Terry, now that you've got well, a whole new new avenue of work with uh, with politics, how has your surrender changed? Anything new that you're finding out about yourself or that you're surrendering oh, to with yeah. uh, yeah. being in an office? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because I I uh, I've been reading a book I can't remember the name of it, but it talks about needs and so one of the principles of fearless living is to recognize that all of us are just trying to get our needs met, whether it's appropriate or not, and trying to see the innocence in others. So that's been a real challenge with uh, you know working with people that that appear to to. Uh, maybe not have the, the same goals that, that you might have or you think they're just not quite as in tune with the needs of the citizens of our community and and trying to see, well, how can how can I support them in meeting their needs and still and, and not be judgmental? I mean, it's, it's just really a challenge because uh, it's a whole different ball game. You know, it's a, a landscape I'm not familiar with, and so it's, it's really interesting to see how I can apply the principles of fearless living to this new, uh, you know, new landscape that I'm negotiating. So it's really, yeah. it's really interesting, really interesting. In fact, somebody asked me, you know, don't you get frustrated? And I said, you know, not really, because I, I'm looking at it as an opportunity, you know, to be in the present moment and to try to understand uh, the the needs these people must have in order for them to say the things they say and and behave the way they behave. What what are the needs that aren't being met in their lives that I could help you know help help them to see that or to at least like I don't get 
angry or get judgmental about it, you know. So that's yeah. a real challenge. So a whole new, uh, a whole new way of looking at life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very interesting. Very whole new interesting. level of practice. <laughs> yeah, yep, it really is. It really is. So to me, it's fascinating because that's what I I enjoy is is trying to figure things out. You know, it's like, hmm, well, how you know how does that work, and how can I apply the principles of fearless living to that situation? Yeah, I mean, that's a great opportunity. Yeah, I think it's a great opportunity. And so when people ask me, I say, they say, "How are you standing then?" I said, "Well, I'm standing. Every, I, I find it very interesting. <laughs> you know, I'm not looking at it as as somebody that's, uh, you know, just not. I'm I'm trying to practice, really practice what I preach, and so that's what I'm doing. <laughs> that's great." And she's doing an excellent job. We're almost out of time. Is there any last-minute things you guys want to add? I I would just say that surrender is a key step in moving forward in, in possibilities and, you know, allowing mm-hmm. yourself to be, you know, to live your life in ease and grace. I think it's a, it's a really important step to, to helping you move forward. Um, it's yeah, not always easy, but it is well worth it. Well, and yeah. I think it's something you, you have to be willing. Yeah, you have to be willing to practice. You know, just it's the whole idea of an intention. You know, is your willingness to practice, but and and that you're okay with that. You know, that's really the whole the whole uh, principle of surrendering is that you're you're willing to practice, and it doesn't mean it's going to come. You know, it may take a while for you to get to that place where you can you can surrender. And uh, just be patient with yourself, you know, have compassion with yourself as you're, as you're, um, you know, trying to do that. You're, you're really looking for that opportunity to, to surrender and to practice that. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, ladies. And thank you, Trish, for coming up late with us. As always, on the fourth Monday of the month. We really appreciate all that you give to us and our listeners. So thank you, thank you. Thank you. We want to remind all of you. Good. We want to remind all of our listeners that this information is all from uh, Fearless Living and uh, created by uh, Rhonda Britton, who is the CEO and founder of Fearless Living. And you can find out more information about Rhonda or Fearless Living at fearlessliving.org which I do encourage you to go find out. Um, And we love that you keep coming back. We'd love to hear from you. You can always talk to us on Facebook or at our website, which is fearlessgenerations.org. And so we invite you to do so or come on the show. We'd love to have you on live with us here at Fearless Generations, Mondays at 9 Pacific Time. We thank you, everybody, and until next week, be fearless. Good night. Be fearless. Good night.